0: Hi, you're listening to Your Best with my nanny, Kathy Weckworth.
1: Hi, this is Kathy Weckworth, Executive Director of Best Life Ministries, and you're listening to Your Best, a motivational, inspirational 30 minutes that will help you want to be your best.
2: Hi, this is Mindy Smith, and you're listening to Your Best with Kathy Weckworth.
1: Friends, how exciting is this? Mindy Smith, just opening up the show, she is one of my all-time favorites with her Christmas CD called My Holiday. Well, today we're kicking off the holiday season in this episode, and I am excited to admit to you that I have been listening to my favorite Christmas songs for quite a while now. You see, when you're in ministry, you begin to embrace the season a bit early, and for me, it was September when I first tuned into Mindy's music, along with Josh Groban, Lori Lyon, and the Carpenters, my children always groan and say, ugh, but hey, it's just who I am. Christmas arrives with all of its beautiful trimmings, the fresh smell of pine needles from holiday wreaths and Christmas trees, the warm, spicy fragrances of sugar cookies and gingerbread baking and red and green bows on packages strewn underneath a tree. The favorite songs and carols that have lasted through the years now bellowing out through the speakers at the local Walmart. Christmas brings a spirit of anticipation, a spirit of excitement, and still after 2017 years, a spirit of peace on earth, goodwill toward men. When I think about the short three weeks we have until the day arrives to celebrate Christmas, I think that I want to make every moment count, don't you? There's always so much preparation for such a short amount of time. It reminds me of Thanksgiving dinner. I cooked for about two days straight. My family sat down and happily devoured all that food within about 20 minutes. But when we begin to focus on the birth of Christ, we need to take our time. We need to begin to contemplate preparing ourselves for the celebration of his birth and all that he has accomplished for us during his ministry on earth. There's so much to be celebrated. We need to prepare our hearts, minds, and spirits for the season so we can soak it all in and enjoy it. The first memories of Christmases long ago, for me, were very simplistic. We lived in a small rambler, mom, dad, my siblings, and I, down a quiet dead-end street in the Twin Cities. I was a very little girl then, before we moved to Iowa. I remember the huge windows that were floor to ceiling along two walls of the living room, overlooking the woods encircling our yard. The anticipation of the upcoming season was great, even though we had little. Each child received one present underneath a tree, a Christmas tree that had been decorated with a few precious bulbs purchased from Sears and Roebuck. Special dishes were brought out from corners of cupboards. Christmas baking brought delicious, delectable cookies from the oven. My mother had a big old lodge kettle, a big black one, that she poured scrumptious ingredients into, and voila, Out came the gooey substance that helped create popcorn balls. I remember how she'd line us kids up next to the kitchen counters with plastic wrap, green and red ribbons, and scissors. My job was to help wrap the popcorn into plastic wrap while my older siblings were able to use the scissors and cut and curl ribbon. I remember feeling an incredible energy of excitement as the old record player spun a Frank Sinatra record And he crooned, have yourself a merry little Christmas. Even now that song propels me back in time and brings me great comfort. It sets the spirit in motion of Christmas. Does it do the same for you? Let's take a moment right now and listen to that wonderful song. I'm going to update it a little bit with my favorite voice ever, and that's Amy Grant. But this song always lights my spirit, prepares the way for the season So let's spread a little Christmas light into our souls as we start off the show. Here's Amy Grant with Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas.
3: From now on, our troubles will be miles
0: away.
3: Once again, as in olden days, happy golden days of
0: yours,
3: faithful friends who are dear to us.
1: lovely as always that was amy grant our tree was continually something sparse let me tell you my folks unbeknownst to my four-year-old brain just didn't have much the tree had big colorful bulbs and that was it those few little ornaments that came from sears and roebuck dad would sit us down at the big old green table with a yellow pyrex bowl filled with popcorn Now, just so that you know, the yellow Pyrex bowl is the biggest bowl in the set for those of you that remember those yellow, green, red, and blue bowls. In a separate bowl, there would be cranberries. Dad always helped me, but we would have Grandma Florence's large sewing needles. She used to make rugs with us, and Dad threaded those needles with button thread that was thick and black. We would sit down and string popcorn and cranberries. Next, we would use red and green construction paper that mom got us at the local five and dime store, and we'd cut our own paper chains. When Farmer Dean and I were in Walmart last weekend, he said to me, the worst invention someone made was lighted Christmas trees. You pay $249 for something that lasts a couple of years, and then a few of the bulbs burn out, and then what do you do? They're built into the tree. What a hassle. He said, give me some construction paper and popcorn and cranberries. I knew exactly what he meant. No, back then, our real Christmas tree came from the little grove outside of our house. This year, my granddaughter Cordelia, who's three, went with her folks to the tree lot outside of Menards and got a lovely seven-foot tree for $24. That's my kind of a bargain. She decorated it with her parents the day after Thanksgiving. She's ready to bring on the Christmas spirit. When we think about preparing for the season, one way to start out in smart preparation is by taking care of ourselves in every aspect, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. Why? Because the season brings extracurricular activities. It brings things at church that you're gonna go to, things at school, parties, events, different programs, different, well, I'm gonna go to the play in the cities to see Ebenezer Scrooge. We're just going to be busy. And so you're going to need to start taking care of yourself because you don't want to be sick. The winter season is always one where friends and family are fighting colds and flu. Here's Dr. Deb with simple steps to stay healthy during this holiday season to help us with preparation for physically being fit for this season.
2: Hi, listeners. This is Dr. Deb Peterson for Your Best Life. The beauty, joy and busy pace of the Christmas season are upon us. It seems that the hustle and bustle of this time of year often wear us down and negatively impact our health. Here are a few helpful hints to remain healthy over the holidays. First, wash your hands. When you don't have ready access to a sink, you can use hand disinfectant. Both can help prevent the spread of many of the respiratory viruses that are common during the winter months. Second, don't overeat. Yes, there are many, many good things that we see only once a year. However, moderation will help keep all of us healthy. Third, get enough rest. There are never enough hours in the day, especially during the busy holiday season. Listen to your body. Rest and healthy habits are more important than a perfect tree or perfect cookies or perfect gift wrapping. Fourth, consider taking vitamin D and vitamin C over the winter months. Most of us live far enough north that our daily dose of vitamin D is sorely lacking over the winter months. Vitamin C can also help our immune systems. Speak to your health care provider about what daily doses would be best for your health. Finally, and most importantly, remember the reason for the season. Christmas celebrates the birth of our precious Lord and Savior, Jesus. Simplifying your holiday in order to keep the focus on Jesus can be liberating. As we remember his birth with humble, thankful hearts, we are reminded that Jesus paid it all. No amount of rushing around on our part changes anything. So why not take time to rest at the feet of Jesus? This is Dr. Deb Peterson for Your Best Life. Merry Christmas.
1: Thanks, Dr. Deb, for those helpful tips. The preparation for Christmas has remained similar as it was in those days during the late 1960s with my folks. Each year I grasp in the back corner cupboards for special dishes, and I bake sweet and savory delights that fill the house with smells of warmth and comfort. And I look for the perfect gifts for little children who are excited for presents underneath the tree. But there is nothing so wonderful as preparing my soul for the upcoming celebration. Here's the prophecy of the Christ child from Isaiah chapter 9, starting with verse 2. Let's prepare our spiritual hearts. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace." Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. I also love one of the poems that I picked out from my friend Rose a couple of years ago. And Rose is going to read this for us. It continues to prepare our minds for the season.
2: While my heart listens by Mary C. Adams. My eyes delight in every dear familiar touch of Christmas in the house, the pine, the silver bells, and all the rest. But let them not rejoice in these too much, lest they miss seeing angels as their chorus swells, in adoration of the child whose house was bare, except that love beyond all other loves was there. Let me not fret at baubles lacking for the tree, at cookies to be baked, And bundles left untied. Nor mind the cluttered rooms, but sweep my spirit free of any pettiness, so he may come inside. Let me forget all small and unimportant things, while my heart listens for the sound of angel wings. Fabulous, thanks, Rose. When I was a little girl, my family
1: attended the old Baptist church in town. The interesting thing about being a Baptist in Clorinda was this the church met in an old nineteen forties house. The house had a beautiful wraparound porch, and once you arrived inside, it was magical. As a 12-year-old, it was my favorite place to be, and especially at Christmas. You see, I was the piano player for the congregation of about 35 people. My favorite Christmas carol? Silent Night, of course. Why? Because in my old hymnal, it was in the key of C, which meant no sharps, no flats, and easy to play. As I became a worship director for churches, I learned the real story of the song, Silent Night. The story begins like this. In 1817, a 25-year-old father, Joseph Mohr, was hired as the assistant priest for St. Nicholas Church in Oberndorf, Austria. Mohr, a gentle-spirited musician, was placed in charge of the music that was used in services for the small congregation. At times, Moore would write poetry and give it a melody for some of the special church services. One cold, dark, snowy Christmas Eve in eighteen eighteen, Moore was putting the finishing touches on preparations for his Christmas Eve service. He had worked for months to get everything just perfect for the congregation so that they would enjoy the celebration of Christ's birth. But as Moore cleaned the sanctuary, he quickly discovered that the church's big old organ would not play. Feeling panicked, Moore struggled for hours working on the keys, the stops, and the pedals. But much to his dismay, he could not get the organ to operate. Without any other options at such short notice and in desperate prayer, Moore begged God for help. The answer came from events that had been initiated two years before the organ fell silent On that Christmas Eve in 1816 while assigned to a different church Father Moore wrote a Christmas poem as he created the six stanza piece he had been inspired on a winter's walk from his grandpa's home to his church the priest had never even thought about publishing the poem or even working on a melody to suit the touching words but that night quickly running to his desk Moore found that poem he wrote two years prior The worn poem scribbled on paper, Silent Night, Holy Night, was shoved into his coat pocket. With only several hours until the midnight mass, he rushed out into the icy winter's night and headed for the home of his friend, Franz Xavier Gruber. Franz, a 31-year-old schoolteacher, was trying to keep warm that night in a small, drafty apartment above the schoolhouse. Gruber played the organ for the services at St. Nicholas Church. As a knock came loudly upon the door, Gruber was surprised to see his friend standing before him with a look of dismay. Moore explained to his friend the horrible predicament and showed him his poem. According to a book that retold this story, the conversation went like this. "Franz," he begged, can you write music to these words that can be easily learned by our choir? Without the organ, I guess the song will have to be played on a guitar. Time is so short he exclaimed. Gruber studied the simplistic graceful words and nodded his head that he, in fact, could help. After a couple of short hours, the two friends met back at the church and inside the candlelit sanctuary, Gruber shared his melody with the priest. The choir members took their places and quickly learned the song in four-part harmony. Just after midnight, the two friends, along with the choir, introduced their simple song to the congregation. This beautiful song, created out of a desperate need, was not only remembered that next year by the small village, but 200 years later it is still cherished as one of the most renowned Christmas carols around the world. A profound answer to a desperate prayer, Silent Night captured the true essence of Christmas. After all, Jesus Christ was our answer for the desperate plea for man's salvation. Let's take a minute and listen to this glorious song from 1817. Here's today's version by Michael W. Smith and Little Big Town with Silent
0: Night. Oh,
1: sometimes emotionally we begin to fret when the season arrives. I know I do that. I wonder how am I going to get everything done? How will we be able to manage getting here and there? And what happens if the weather's bad? How can we afford to purchase gifts for all of those people we want to share the season with, but our pocketbooks are empty? Well, here's a tip from Best Life Ministries for the top five ways to save while shopping this season. Let's not let shopping create undue stress. Here's my friend Sarah.
4: Five tips for Christmas shopping. Number one, create the list. The holidays can be a time where we feel overwhelmed and stressed if we don't plan ahead and make a few simple tactics for shopping. Sit down and create a list of who you need to purchase gifts for and keep it on your computer or phone and in your purse or wallet. Number two, determine the budget. Everyone wants to be generous during this season, but realistically, most of us can't afford extravagant gifts. Determine how much money you can afford to spend on each person without going into debt. Don't convince yourself you'll pay off that credit card later because the average individual does not pay it off quickly. Remember, the gift can be affordable and still perfect. Number three, plan the purchase. When we don't create a plan for what to purchase, we can overspend or end up with a gift that doesn't fit the friend or family member. Listen to the people on your list and observe what their hobbies are as well as their interests. Mark down ideas throughout the year and keep your eyes open for specials and sales. Number four, do the shopping. Some shoppers enjoy the holiday rush of pushing past many people, but if you want the quiet hours to really focus and concentrate, search for holiday hours at your local stores. Map out what stores have the best deals and plan your trip accordingly. Bring along a bottle of water and a snack for quick energy. Number five, make the gifts. A plethora of handmade gifts and tips of how to construct your own gifts can be found on the web, making it a cinch to create your own special gifts. With the right idea and the specific items that correlate to a friend's taste, you can create the perfect sentiment and something special that no store provides.
1: Thanks, Sarah, so much for that help. I know for me, it seems like I'm always trying to scramble at the last minute for something perfect for that list. And it's not always easy, and I realize that the more that I wait, the more desperate I become and the more nervous I feel. And I put it off, and then it seems like a lot of fun things are already sold. So listen to those tips and and take some good advice to help not to be stressed out. Preparing for the Christmas season should be enjoyable. Isaiah 11, 1 and 2 predicts the arrival of the Savior. Here's what it says. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might, the spirit of the knowledge and fear of the Lord, and he will delight in the fear of the Lord. I like to relish in the good things of the Bible telling us about the Christ child and his arrival to earth. Saving us from our sins was his sole purpose, and he certainly fulfilled that, didn't he? Do you feel a bit more focused now that you've listened to some great music and heard some good scripture? Well, here's a little segment for you from my friend, Pastor Bev, as she talks about getting ready and what's important at Christmas time.
5: I love the special warm feelings of Christmas. I love Christmas. I love the decorations and the feeling of anticipation and the rush of love that people show to those we hold dear to us. I love that for one day each year, people are pretty much kind to each other. I love the carols and the songs that play in the stores as people shop for food and gifts. There's so much to love about this time of year. We make our list and check it twice, giving gifts to those grandkids who are naughty and nice. We clean our homes, we decorate, bake, send cards, listen to the joyful music of Christmas, and attend the plethora of Christmas programs. Our to-do lists keep us busy and our goals before us. We want everything just so. We want the beauty of Christmas illuminating throughout our lives and our home. But what about the beauty in the lives and the homes of others? You know, each week at church, we light the Advent candles of hope and peace and love and joy. But not everyone feels the hope and peace and love and joy of Christmas. There are so many who are filled with sadness and loneliness and Hurt and pain during the holiday season. All the while, there is a twinkle in our eye as we watch our little ones tell the story of baby Jesus. We are so focused on our feelings of Christmas, on the great story of the birth of Jesus, that we so often overlook the other powerful verses in Scripture and what they mean to us during Christmas time. You know, like the ones love each other as I have loved you. Do good and share with God's people who are in need. Offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Maybe this Christmas add to your to-do list to take some Christmas goodies to some shut-ins. Reach out to the family who is missing one at their table due to deployment. Send a note or a gift to their loved one. Put some money in the Salvation Army bucket or buy a gift for Toys for Tots. Adopt a family. Bring them decorations and food and gifts. If you know someone who is divorced and they are lonely, invite them to church. Better yet, invite them into your home. You see a homeless person in need? Bring them a coat and some food, maybe a blanket or two, because whatever you do to the least of these, Jesus said, you do for me. It is true that each and every day Christians are called to let our light shine before all people so they will see and know that we glorify God. But because Christmas is a beautiful holy moment, because we live, love Jesus, Let's do Christmas in a Jesus-style way. Let's bring that warm, special feeling of Christmas to others so all people will feel and know the hope, peace, love, and joy of the Christ child.
1: Listeners, remember to get rest and eat right. Remember to read scripture, attend your local church, and have a generous spirit. Make time for friends and family, bake great cookies, make Christmas traditions, and above all, remember to enjoy this time when we can look around and see the power and the presence of God and remember what He's done for us. Let me pray with you. Dear Jesus and the busyness of the season, help me to keep my heart and mind focused on you and what you've done. Today I pray that you will be the quietness and the storm of a whirling life that you will settle our souls, that you will help us to find contentment in simple things, and that we will remain steadfast in placing you in the center of all that we say, think, and do. In Jesus' name, amen.
4: Tune in next week to Your Best with Kathy Weckworth, where it's always everyday radio for everyday people.
1: For more encouragement and hope, log on to our website at bestlifeministries.com and for more information about me, you can log on to kathyweckworth.com. Hey, thanks for being with us today. And until next time, I encourage you to go out and be your best.